Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who have chiseled good looks. In their joinery, Mark, Shannon, and Matt. What's happening, everybody? It's show number 514. On today's show, we're talking about wooden molding planes, how to improve a raw linseed oil finish, and trapezoid case mitered angles. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a new product each month to one lucky Wood Talk listener. Now this month, they're giving away, get this guys, a dust right wall mount dust collector. This is big. This is uh-huh. a big, like prize wise. That's a big deal. That's big doings. Big, big well, doings. Who's, <laughs> who's I got me one up? of them. <laughs> <laughs> With a unique wall mount design, the dust collector gobbles up dust at the source without hogging up the floor space. Nom, 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 uh, nom, this nom. is a prize valued at three, listen guys, $399.99. It's <laughs> a, a big one. That's a big prize right there. I might have to promote this on uh, the Wood Whisper social stuff. Uh, enter your chance, enter for your chance to win <laughs> before December 1st at uh, rockler.com slash woodtalk. It sounds like uh, Christmas is coming early for somebody. Yeah. 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 Dang. Like big time. And if you want to tell you, though, add the canister filter that and it's a beast. Yeah. It's like, I love it. It was I the bet. best thing I ever did for that thing. Sorry, Matt. Cool. Psh, whatever, man. Just starting whatever. off early. Let's <laughs> get into it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about Patreon. If you want to help support the show, I mean, you can, you can, you can do so. You can go to, uh, what we got here? We got patreon.com slash woodtalk and sign up to become a patron of the show. This episode, we're thanking Adam Sporer. Sporer. Technically, A lot of R's in there. R's. There is. Well, thanks for that, Adam. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to help support the show, that's one way you could do it. Just go to patreon.com slash woodtalk. We certainly appreciate your support there. All right, fellas. All right. What's on the bench? See what's going on. How many benches you got? Still two. (laughs) What's on the bench? One too many. (laughs) I got one too many. And uh, I need to get to that today. So the auction happened and everything, you know, went off without a hitch. 
But the first guy that won, the top bidder, uh, we sent him an email, didn't hear from him for a day or so, and uh, finally got back to us and said that, well, he's in Texas, first of all. Um, and then he says he had a family emergency, so it has to back out. So what we're left with doing at that point is going to who was the next person. And you kind of have to like think about how an auction works. In the last few minutes, they bid each other up. Mm-hmm. So if a person bid someone else up, you kind of have to erase all of their bids because it would be unfair otherwise. And we have to go back down to the second person, I guess like the runner up, their highest bid before that person bid everything up. So thankfully this, the number didn't This sounds get, like a mess. It's complicated. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's, it's, so it's we're just too much trying for to be, me. Trying to be as fair <laughs> as possible here. Uh, and the second guy should have lit it on fire. <laughs> that's what I should have done. Always listen to us. Yeah, the second guy is in Vegas, and uh, he's going to be out here in a couple of weeks. Um, he'll be making the trek down here to pick it up. So thankfully, is he a street, have to, music? Like, uh, a street magician? Yeah, is he a street magician? Yeah, because aren't all people in Vegas street magicians or strippers? One or the other. Well, either one. They could be a prop. It's yeah. not actually going to be a workbench. It's for sawing people in half down the split. That's why that splits there. Or doing splits. <laughs> there you go. Dual purpose. <laughs> Vegas, here I come, says my workbench. So anyway, that's uh, that's coming to an end. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but all the proceeds are going to Rob Kosman's Purple Heart Project. Um, so I will be more than happy to write that check and support that cause. I think it's pretty great. Um, I'm also getting ready to do another one of my, you know, classic Wood Whisperer shootouts where no one really wins. Classic. (laughs) Classic. Shootouts where nobody (laughs) wins. Um, And one of the uh, miter gauges that I have in this thing is Rockler's new one. So I haven't had a chance to get my hands on that. Uh, You know, there's a little bit of conflict of interest there. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, But how do you review (laughs) all these great miter gauges without taking a look at Rockler's? It seems like a great competitor at a good price. So that's going to be in there. I'm looking forward to cracking that open and checking it out. What sort of things are you uh, comparing, testing? Do you have any, you want to give us a, any insight into what the uh, like parameters, parameters or process or what we can look forward to in this, this shooter, this multi tool? Sure. Yeah. I'll get real death. specific here. It's going to be like, <laughs> do I like it? <laughs> do I not like it? Okay. So it is like classic, like what was her style? Completely like, yeah, laced yep. with opinion and bias yep. and all that goes with it. Well, super subjective. Yeah. There are things, my favorite. there are things that bug me about some of these, like the way that you adjust a bar in a miter slot and how, how that maybe behaves a couple years later. Incra. <laughs> that split washer design is a joke. Sorry. Um, I do not like it at all. So I'll be looking at how the miter bars work and, you know, trying to get a feel for how they might, how well they might work over time, which ones are more likely to cause you problems. Um, you know, the fence itself is always good. How easy is it to put on a, a sacrificial fence and swap them out? Can you make a bunch of them ahead of time? How much use can you get out of them? How do they secure uh, your micro adjustments? And if you have a stop, does that stop work with the fence and then work with a sacrificial fence in addition to, can you still use that stop? Uh, and of course, you know, the basics of like, how well does it adjust to 90, how easy, and then how well does it keep its 90 degree setting when you change the other angles? How accurate are those other angles? So, you know, just, it's really the basics, honestly. Um, but it was, this is brought about by frustrations that I had, uh, with the INCRA model that I'm using. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. But ultimately when you're looking at some of these, you know, there's like the sub, I would call it like the sub $150 level. And then there's the $300 plus level. 
Yeah. There's quite a disparity between them and that I might even have to break them into two categories because it's kind of unfair to compare like a $120 miter gauge that's just getting the job done to a, you know, $350 Harvey or something like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear what you say and this is what I'm going to do. Whatever you pick, I'm going to buy. Really? Because I've, I've never had one of these. So okay. let's go with that. All right. Well, maybe I'll just say I, am not. I, I don't want and you can I, pick I, out. I, I will not. I will not. Make that purchase. <laughs> yeah, I've only used the, uh, the stock one that comes with the saws. Really? Yeah. How do you get away with that? What's wrong? With, I, what's wrong? I don't with know. You? Apparently a lot. I'm sure it's one of those things you're like, I didn't know I needed this. <laughs> well, people are going like, you should definitely take one of the stock miter gauges that comes with the saw just to kind of have a baseline, you know, and put that in the comparison. I'm like, what? How, what? Isn't it obvious why you don't want that piece of crap? It's <laughs> what I do. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. It's, I mean, some of them actually do come with a decent one, you know, with detents and, and things like that. Well, so. I don't, I don't, we'll see. I'll, let me just modify my answer. I use the stock miter gauge with the miter set, little pin things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so you can. I, so it's like a little combo thing. So I don't really use the miter gauge as like to set angles. I set the angles. You just lock them in. Irrelevant of the actual detents yeah. or the slider the so angle I mean, thing on that's the gauge a viable itself. way to go though i mean if you take a cheap miter gauge and you get if uh miter set's still in business right yeah yeah, yeah that's the other yeah okay so like you get yourself a miter set to go with it that's a viable way to get the job done that doesn't involve a 350 miter gauge <laughs> <laughs> no i think what's this miter set like 80 dollars 90 dollars yeah something like that, that. You know, well, that's there you a good go. point. I think I think I completely underused my miter gauge because I I went with an upgrade. I bought a Craig, and I don't think I used like half of what it could do. Because yeah. like Matt, I didn't trust anything, so I was like, <laughs> any angle I set on it, I set <laughs> right. with something else as the yeah. reference. You know, and it had all the detents and precisely machine stuff. It had the flip stop on it, and like I never used that stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's the funny thing is, even though I have an Incra, which is known at least thought to be one of the best. Uh, even when I'm locked in at 90, do you think I just go to 45 and wing it and say, there's my picture frame. That's it's what I was going to say. Like, I don't do that. Like I make my test cuts. I verify the cuts, make sure they're actually what right. they need to be. And then, then I go for it. Yeah. So it's not like, I'm like, Oh, I believe you. 90 yeah, or 45 anyway. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of what I want to get a feel for Like, are some of these so good that I can do it 10 times, go back and forth. And every time it's perfect that I would eventually build up that trust that like, yeah, I know if I set this at 90, every other angle is perfect. Well, it'll be it'll, interesting too, to see like, I don't know how you can test this, but like, uh, like how, how much it loses calibration over time as you're like taking it on off the saw and like, that's a, kick, that's kicking a tricky it around one. the floor. Like that's like a tricky one. Cause that's like, <laughs> that's a real life situation. Like putting yes. it on, like putting it on, <laughs> dropping it down, putting it on a rack on the wall. Like that's something that happens over the course of months to, to, you know, a year. So yeah, simulating that might be a little bit tricky. I think you just fair. pick it up and you just shake the bejesus out of it and then put it <laughs> yeah. back down and see how it works. It's going to make for good video. Well, you know, like, you bring, <laughs> bring it to the paint store and have them put it in the paint mixer. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this fits in there, right? Okay. Just shake it for a few minutes, please. That's a good idea. I like that. Can you shake this for me? Uh, sir, <laughs> don't worry about it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do I'll it. buy a can of paint. Just make it happen. <laughs> Compensate you. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Uh, the other thing is I'm going to have to wait a little while, uh, because I don't want to be calibrating all the, well, I'm going to have to wait a while anyway, because a lot of these are on back order. Surprise, surprise. Sometimes right. on back it doesn't, order right doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So I'm not even sure I'm going to have them all in time before I'd like take a Christmas break. 
So we'll see. This could be an early 2022 thing. So how many are you doing this ballpark? Um, I've already got like six of them. Okay. Oh, that's, God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it may be six, seven, eight of these little guys. Little, little, little guys. You got any big guys? Uh, some of them are a little bigger than others. Well, the cool thing is, again, I'm going to like, you know, cherry pick the one I like the most. I'm going to keep it. And then the rest of them will be either giveaways or sold to kind of recoup my investment. I, I, but in the end, especially when you go over the $300 level, <coughs> how bad are they going to get? I don't know. We're going to find uh, out, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. Uh, you're talking about not trusting these things. What is your opinion on woodpeckers 90 degree? miter gauge which you can't call it a miter gauge though i don't even know what that is not cutting miters you haven't seen this thing i don't i don't think so i don't know no pay attention to woodpecker you're busy building a a house is what i don't don't like red (laughs) you're busy doing you don't like red well then you're you're i mean i like i like red but i have no woodpeckers things at all so so this woodpeckers thing is like woodworkers mostly only use the 90 degree setting so why do we have all these other settings that just screw things up Introducing the new 90 degree miter gauge thing that, that, that does it. you like now now? Yeah. Like just introduced and All right. exact exact 90 miter gauge? Exact 90. So it comes from the factory guaranteed oh. to be 90 degrees and then you just have to make sure that jives with your miter gauge and blade, but it is locked in 90 degrees. That's all it does. I mean, I guess it's like a crosscut sled. It's like a crosscut sled but not as good. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like that's say. like my shooting board. I, I often yeah. say that like the minute you make the shooting board adjustable is the minute that it goes out of true. So I just right. lock it in at 90 and that's what I use that for. And yeah. I have a miter shooting board and I have, yeah. Well, I like get, the, Incra, the Incra 5000, which does like every angle known to man, I <laughs> never touch it. Like it's locked in at 90 and I don't want it to move. So at the same time, I want to make fun of the woodpeckers thing, but I also get it. It's just, you know, it's woodpeckers. It's made in the USA. It's uh, I don't know if this this particular thing is going to be a limited run, but these things are super expensive because of the way that they're manufactured. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be a tough thing to justify, but I understand the need for it or, or I can see why they thought there was a need for it. So you see what happens in the commercial world. This is really appealing. Actually, I'm actually sending this page to my mill boss right now. Oh, yeah? This is the type of thing like because you have a table saw that yeah. you just do 90 degree cuts on. So like in Matt's um, suggestion about will they like go out of calibration over time, you never take it off. Like it never comes out of the slot. It's in the same table saw all the time. It's like in Mark when you had two bandsaws. Yeah, you had a great. resaw bandsaw and a curve cutting bandsaw. So you just need a separate table saw. That's all you need. Well, no big deal. I got one on the way. So I, I see there you two, go. So two, <laughs> two workbenches, two table saws. I'm doubling up. Two shops. Uh, I, two shops. I can actually see like my <laughs> mill manager is going to be all over this. He's going to want this because it doesn't move because he doesn't have to roll out. He doesn't have to. Um, he always expects that the employees will mess things up. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, smart. you know, he's the guy that goes and sets stuff and does the machine maintenance. And he's like, I know that somebody's going to screw with this and screw it up. Well, you can't screw with this. So he's going to love it. Well, I was super curious, so I ordered one. It's on order, and that's one of them that might take a little while to come in. But um, I mean, it's over. It's like one of the most expensive ones in the set, and it only does ninety. So it's a question of like, well, how how does that pan out? Does is there any mm. you know use case where you could really justify that? Shannon's example is the perfect reason why you might. I'm definitely going to thumbs down that video because they don't do forty fives. Give me that 45s. Probably will. You within gotta, the first 20 seconds of the video, I'm going to thumbs down. It, it will do a 45. You just got to cut new slots. 
If you cut your T-slots at 45, it should be good, right? <laughs> there you go. That's brilliant. Actually, yeah. I mean, that's a permanent way to like really make... Why don't they come with more slots in the, in the table saw? Come on. Table saw manufacturers, there's an opportunity for you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Imagine increase just, the square... The, the, the square footage of your table saw top by tenfold. It's huge. Space for that yeah. angle. I love well, Everybody that. wants like a giant cast iron top table saw. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, that's enough about crap that's going on in my shop. Uh, Matt, you're not oh, doing anything. That's pretty good, though. I don't know. I enjoyed this discussion. Well, good. Let's call out a show. Wrap it up. Let's go. All right. Hit that mid roll and then we'll wrap it up. <laughs> the mid roll and the post roll and we're out. <laughs> the post roll. <laughs> Just one long Rockler extravaganza. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. And ironically, Mark did not choose the Rockler miter gauge. It failed. It didn't work. <laughs> failed the Sorry. Not test. Not yet. We'll see. <laughs> so I think last time we recorded, I hadn't started the uh, the home edition thing. I think it was like, I'm going to start this next week and it should be like just something. gearing up. Yeah. That's right, because I think I asked you how you were going to do it, and you said it was you and in this uh, Donovan character, and I said that that should go well. He's he's a character. Yeah, I'll give it looks like that. he knows what he's doing. Uh, it's it's scary how <laughs> how much of he knows what he's doing. He's he knows it's yeah it's it's terrifying because it's so one of the more interesting things for me through this process is kind of seeing how his mind works and the mindset of like what has to happen when and what is what the, all the interdependencies are mm-hmm. because if you take like every single task individually it's not like i mean there, there's some like nuance here and there but it's not crazy but there's a lot of things that like if you do this in a different order you're going to pay for it later because you're going to be doing twice as much work or <laughs> yeah. or whatever so like right now today we were uh getting ready to set our our ledger up for the uh the ceiling in the addition and we're going to be removing the wall beneath it. So he's like, I'm just going to make a quick cut here uh, to remove the sheathing we're going to cover up so that we don't have to like dig around this new thing later when we go to remove his wall. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So anyway, you know how he does it? Uh, a track saw on the wall. <laughs> just, just he, he With a couple of screws, he screws the track where it needs to go on the wall and just right. makes the cut. I'm like, oh, that's I've never track saws nice. normally like a horizontal activity. Yeah, not not vertical, <laughs> but OK, that works. It's interesting. Well, I mean, huh. I imagine it's a lot like, you know, when you're building a basic piece of furniture, you build enough tables, you start to know a workflow that just makes sense and it makes it as efficient as possible. And this, you know, this house or this addition is like a giant complex piece of furniture that this, you know, with enough experience, you just know this is the order. This is what's going to make our life easier. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like he's he's got that experience. These to, are the uh, pitfalls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do this. Yeah, so That's it's cool. Been, it's been going well. We're in our fourth. Yeah. Fourth week now. Mm-hmm. So we have we did the we excavated and set the footing forms the first week. Second week, we poured the footings and set our wall forms. The third week, we've poured the walls and did our uh, cap, which is like the floor above the basement. And then this week we backfilled and we're starting to put walls up. So it's. It's, it's kind of fun, like how quickly it goes, because like in that stage of the project where things change rapidly, that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case for the whole time. But, you know, like just like when you're building furniture, it's like, oh, the initial casework, the initial structure work that goes really quickly. And all of a sudden you have a big box. Then you spend like, I don't know, eight times as long doing all yeah. the detail work. Right. Sanding the box. <laughs> yes. There's that. Right. 
No, it is amazing um, watching the progress because it is like, okay, dirt hole in the ground. And then like <laughs> you blink and next thing you know, well, okay, that's clearly an addition going on yeah. to the house. Well, and it starts right. to look more house than dirt. It's also kind of fun too as like, because like I live here and this is going to be like my space or like the family space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, it's, it's like we had the plans and like you can kind of visualize like what it's going to be. But when you get those like those walls in place and you feel like, oh, my, this is this is a nice space. Like you get like an idea of like how big it's going to be, yeah. what the views are going to be like fit in there, all of that, too. Yeah. Like, oh, it's starting to come together and you start really feeling like this is this is just I don't know, just different. I think you mentioned it before. Can you reiterate on like what these this new space is going to be, the basement and the, the top floor version? What are you doing with the space? Absolutely. I would be happy to reiterate that. That okay. was the most frequently asked question I've had the last three weeks or four weeks. Ever what you building? What you building? So what, what you, what you do? doing here? What are you doing here? Uh, so the basement level is going to be our new office. Uh, so Lindsay and I will have like a nice little, well, it's pretty big. It's, what is it like? It's 14 by 18 is the interior finished size nice. of that room. That's good. So we'll have our own little space over there to, mm-hmm. to work and whatnot. The level above that, it is going to be a sunroom and a well, be part of the, the new kitchen space. So our pantry and our breakfast nook will uh, straddle the current exterior wall, uh, and that'll be part of the kitchen. Okay. And then above that will be a flat roof deck, which will be off of our bedroom. Oh, so there is a third level to this. Ah, well, I mean, it's it's a roof that you yeah, can walk yeah. on. <clears throat> it's made to be like habitable space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's gonna that's be cool. super sweet. Man, that's great. Well, cool. Um, this is, this is, I don't know how many people actually document this sort of thing. Um, I'm sure there are people who've done it. I don't don't know. It's been like, there was like, I was, I was honestly a little worried. I'm like, I don't know if people are going to like this, but this has been so far the most like positive and the most interested people have been in anything I've ever done. Yeah. Which I'm like, Oh, well, great. That's that's pretty cool. I got a lot of detail to share. Yeah. It's a win-win. I mean, you got, you're doing the work anyway. So you may as like, as long as you're getting views from it and stuff that uh, helps make it yeah, worthwhile. I'm to trying to make, it. I'm trying to also show it a more like of a more of a, a realistic uh, a sense yeah. rather than like a polished uh, sped up crazy thing where like people think these things happen in like two weeks or something. Right. <laughs> Every time pancake falls in a hole, you show it. Pulling her out. She has not fallen the hole. She's very smart. She's like, I ain't going there though. There's been a few stories I've seen where I was just like, oh, doggy, come back. <laughs> Don't she, do it. She's not that dumb. <laughs> Your life is good. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Little pancake, come back. I was, I'll tell you what though, like when we got the, the, the back fill in, I'm like, this is so much nicer because we're like working on the top of that foundation. Like I'm hanging over the edge of it, trying to nail a a ledger on the other side of it or something. Yeah. Like if I just lean over a little too far, I'm going head first, like eight feet down to a hole. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. A little safer now. It's, it's a lot safer and there's a lot less like climbing around and and ladders and scaffolding and and whatnot. So fewer steps. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Sounds exciting. How fun. All right. Shannon, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing something new in the hand tool school, but ironically, it's something new with something old. Um, I have started a a small group, kind of a small cohort of students through semester one. And, uh, we're 
specifically going through it as a group and working kind of on an actual timeline. You know, one of the, the big selling points of the school has always been, you know, you can work at your own pace, you can work in your own shop. Um, and that works really well, but then there's other people who really need that guided feel. I mean, there's nothing that can replace that in-person class, you know, that, that someone right over your shoulder, more over the camaraderie of working with, you know, the five, six, 10 other students that are in that class for that particular week. Mm -hmm. But it's hard, right? You know, you got to take a week off work. You've got to travel. You've got to pay for the class itself, all that fun stuff. So this is, this is an opportunity to, I've got a group, of course, because it is technically virtual, it's a little bit more scalable, but you know, I couldn't do 300 people at once. I don't think, but we've got 35 people that are following this set schedule and we're going lesson by lesson, um, working through it. And it's, it's really kind of fun. And I've said one of the things that I, kind of have realized about myself and my woodworking as I truly enjoy the teaching aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I still enjoy building stuff, but I get a lot of satisfaction out of helping other people polish their skills and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun. I mean, it's also interesting because I'm revisiting a lot of lessons that I filmed, you know, in 2010. No boy. Um, (laughs) And well, in some ways it's always fun. I kind of, I kind of cringe, but in other ways it's really affirming because like the meat of it still applies. Like the principles are still sound, but like, you know, from a, well, tech perspective, I look at some of the stuff and go, Ooh, I should really reshoot that. Or then like, I was just reviewing the sawing lesson and it's like, everything I talk about is still good, but I've, I've been able to distill it to more core principles. And I just watch myself saw from almost 12 years ago to now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's amazing what 10 years of constant sawing can do to one skill level. Sure. So it's kind of it's kind of neat to see that it's very affirming for my own skill level, but also just nice to see that like the the hot air I was spouting back in 2010 wasn't just hot air. You know, it actually had some merit to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, this current pace, uh, it's actually going to take us through February. Um, you know, we we're taking it slow because obviously the holidays and things tend to gum up, you know, your free time. Some people, they get more free time, but a lot of people don't. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of excited about this and may, you know, possibly extend this into other semesters in the future. We'll just see how it goes, but yeah. Is this like a a paid feature or you're just, just doing it? Um, it, well, the people who are in it are paying monthly. Um, so yes, technically, but, uh, but like I, I didn't sell spots for it or anything like that. People who are doing it are already on a subscription plan. It may be something that I visit in the future. Um, mm-hmm. it, so call this like the, the test case, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using my apprentice guinea pigs, in other words, to, <laughs> to work it out. Nice. Um, you know, if nothing else, it might end up, it, it could just end up being an additional stream of content because I am creating some new content to, to kind of walk through mm-hmm. it. And there's some live stuff and things like that. If nothing else, it could be repackaged and, and sold later, I suppose. But um, yeah. Nice. Fun part is what I'm getting out of it, I think, or anything else. Forget these people. Who cares about the students? I'm really not about them. It's all about me. It's all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. We wanted to um, read some fun stuff here. So it was, geez, a couple weeks ago now. Um, So our buddy, Chris Schwarz, he has a great sense of humor, I like to think. And uh, he (laughs) went on like a Twitter rant listing all the things that might qualify you as a wiener woodworker. And I guess... (laughs) 
if you ever try to follow a ongoing Twitter thread, it's a nightmare. So uh, thankfully he consolidated all this onto his website on um, the uh, Lost Art Press blog. And it is 20 things. Now, I don't think we need to read them all, um, but there are some funny ones in here. And, uh, you know, some of them, he might be talking about me. <laughs> some of these. Um, but it's it's pretty funny. So I'll, I guess, I don't know, I'll read like the first five and you guys can jump in. Uh, so he says, you might be a wiener woodworker if, uh, number one, you call yourself a master woodworker without the documentation. Number two, you write and talk about yourself in the third person. <laughs> number three you name simple jigs and processes after yourself <laughs> it's fantastic uh awesome. number four wear a cape around town well look it worked in uh for what's his name in seinfeld he wore a cape oh yeah anyway. right uh number five you have used the words um i don't even know that word epistemological and huh. hegemony when discussing woodworking nice yikes nice uh who, you guys want to take some more of these Shannon, you go. Um, I, I like, I'm just going to skip ahead because the one that I like is every piece is built one at a time because, well, you've only <laughs> built one piece so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Do you have a favorite, Matt? Uh, you have more t-shirts in your web store than furniture pieces. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's me. That's <laughs> Where's the one with the logo? You You have a logo, but you don't have insurance. That's 20, number 20. <laughs> I thought of you for 19. Yeah, you have more tattoos than router bits. That's not true at all because I, uh, my whole right arm is just one tattoo. Oh, is that how it works? Just, just it, we consider that one. It's based on how it was designed, not how it was applied. <laughs> it's one tattoo, technically. I like, so I only have like six. I like your business card features two of these terms: bespoke, artisanal, handmade, crafted maker, and wedding DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you own more beard wax than beeswax. Uh, I like this one too. Your clients, mom and aunt Hazel come from all over the globe, Paris, Kentucky and Rome, Georgia. How about number 12 here? Uh, the only two things you've ordered from Rockler are hairpin legs and pourable epoxy. <laughs> Chris, you bad man. All right. Yeah, well, man. anyway, you can go to the website to read all of them and we'll put a link in our show notes to that. Uh, formal apprenticeship stuff. was a weekend pen turning class. How do you take a whole weekend to take a pen turning class? That's like a two hour class. I don't know. You should really, know quite really a bit detailed. About it. Yeah. By the time you're done, you've yeah, made 800 stuff. pens. Well, you guys know who the, uh, who oh, I screwed that up. It's, it's Rockler. <laughs> yes. No, it, whatever. It's Rockler. <laughs> whatever. Do you know who services many wiener woodworkers? That's Rockler. That's right. Yeah. You know who sells hairpin legs and epoxy? Rockler. <laughs> well, Rockler is Among your go-to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rockler is your go-to source to build your holiday wish list from, well, I think last week we talked about gifts in terms of making gifts, but what about you receiving gifts? All the That's gifts. That's what we're talking about this week. Give me all, all the, the whole catalog, please. Yeah. Take it all. Send the uh, whole thing. From router tables to power tools to clamps or custom branding irons, Rockler has a wide selection with hundreds of new products to choose from. And if you're not sure exactly what you want, you can never go wrong with a Rockler gift card. Find the Rockler gift giving guide plus great holiday deals on the rockler.com homepage. So get over there, check it out. That's that's the uh, little wish list you set up and you somehow give a link to someone and be like, you know, what's the equivalent these days of like, you used to leave a magazine open to a particular <laughs> ad, right? Huh? Old school. So how, how would you do that these days? Like, how do you accidentally give your wife or husband or whoever 
how do you give them your wish list? Yeah, I think all you have to do is click on the media. website a bunch and then they just, the ads start showing up in every oh, page that works you visit too, yeah. because oh, of the cookie. That's true. That's how the world works you know? now anyway. Yeah. Hey, Browse anything phone. on Amazon and every page you visit on Amazon now says yeah. that's what you were looking at. Oh, good point. That's the way to do it. Take advantage of the system. Good Ooh. job. All right. Get well, cookies. Either way, Rockler is the place to go to, uh, to get that wish list going and let the, the people in your life know what you want for the holidays. Okay, let's get to our questions. Probably want to rip through these here. So I've got one here from James Coker. Uh, it's in relation to raw linseed oil. He says, about six months ago, I decided to finish a walnut coffee table with raw linseed oil. It makes a beautiful finish, but I discovered that the raw linseed oil does not do much in the way of actually sealing the surface of the wood. I'm finding the oil to be deeply penetrating, but the surface of my top is really starting to have that unattractive scuff marks that are associated with an unfinished piece. I have researched and read a good deal about using other finishes with boiled linseed oil, but there's not much information about that regarding raw linseed oil. What can a guy use to seal the wood over raw linseed oil? Thanks for your time. All right, so here's the thing. Raw. Raw. In the raw linseed oil, (laughs) uh, really, the boiled linseed oil just has chemical additives to it to help it cure and dry a little bit faster. Boiled linseed oil or regular linseed oil, raw linseed oil, will also dry eventually. It's just, it's going to take a lot longer. It's a slower process. So if you have a table that's been around or what, what was it? A table? Yeah. Coffee table. That's been around for a while. Uh, chances are the oil that's on that wood is cured enough that you can kind of move on to whatever you want at this point. My recommendation though, would be to stay within the oil based family. And I think you could probably just scuff sand this thing, clean it up, uh, maybe give it a mineral spirits wipe down or naphtha wipe down, uh, and then hit it with, um, armor seal, you know, some kind of wiping varnish, water locks, something like that, that would be totally compatible with what you have there. And you could start building layers of film that offer you the protection and the sheen that you might be looking for. Um, but I don't think you have any issues here with this stuff. If it's been on there for a long time, it's probably cured. And I think you're fine to proceed with moving on to your, your next finish, whatever that may be. Quick answer for you on this one. Very nice. I like it. Um, so this is a question from Richard and, uh, it basically says he's been woodworking for a while, mostly power tool guy, but kind of embracing what hybrid woodworking means. So he is, that means you owe me $3. (laughs) Yeah. Ching. There it goes. Every time we need that sound effect. Every time hybrid woodworking is said, ching. Okay. Um, I'll do that. So basically I think, I think he's embracing the whole idea where he does the, the rough stuff with power tools. And when it gets to the fine work or the, the finishing type stuff, he moves more to hand tools. So he says, I've been wanting to get a few wooden molding planes and let my router table gather some more dust. I'd read in a couple places that you don't need much to do quite a bit, a pair of four and six hollows and rounds, and maybe a couple other items, but I'm finding a lot harder to get into this than I imagine it would be. Um, long story short, all the flea markets and antique stores coming up dry. Um, when I look at the like the the newly made stuff, um, the prices are painfully high. A set of four and six hollows and rounds look like they would set me back around eight hundred dollars. I know woodworking is not cheap, but do you know any strategies I could use to get started without investing a thousand dollars before I know if I even want to get serious about adding this to my work? And that's that's the key point right there. I love working with hollows and rounds. So much fun. Um, but I know a lot of people who have been like, this is dumb. (laughs) Like I, you know, it it was fun one time, but no. (laughs) So first things first, um, I wouldn't get a pair of fours and sixes. I would just get a pair of sixes. 
um, especially if you're coming from the power tool world and the router table world, if you like think of those like router bit sets that you could find on eBay, you know, they were cheapo router bits, but you get like 45 set 45 bits for like $19 or something like that on eBay. The what used to be the Vanderlist special before router bit of the month and Whiteside yeah. set him straight. Um, <laughs> every single one of those profiles in that bit set is really based around the idea that your board is three quarters of an inch thick. So the number six being a three eighths inch uh, wide plane or a 60 degree segment really settles nicely into um, that three quarter inch thick board. If you're making, say, a classical molding with uh, like an ovalo, an ovalo is is a concave and a convex shape, you know, and a little S curve. Well, each of those shapes is about three eighths of an inch wide um, to create that across that three eighths inch or three quarter inch thick board you can change the look and feel of it by changing kind of the the um the slope of that but you can create so many profiles with just a pair of sixes um but what you could do is just get like a number six hollow um because excuse me a number six round um to create the concave shape to create the coves because the beads, the roundovers, you can actually create those with like a rabbit plane or a block plane. Um, you might end up with a slightly faceted surface, but nothing that a card scraper won't kind of clean up relatively quickly for you or a bit of sandpaper on a block or something like that. Um, the, the round plane will kind of get you into what it takes to start cutting coves and you can create cavettos and all kinds of different profiles with just that round plane. You are going to need a rabbit plane or you're going to need to be prepared to make those rabbits on your table saw. So if you're if you're good with that, with the table saw, you're good to go. But recognize if you want to do it by hand, you do need a rabbit plane. And actually, the rabbit plane is more important because rabbit plane is doing 90 percent of the work. It's cutting everything. And then like the last four passes are made with the actual hollow or round plane. So there are um, solutions um, in, in the antique world where maybe you can't find a matched pair I found that I can find a lot of hollows and rounds, but I can't find a mate to it. So if you go that I, that route where you're just buying one instead of the match set, you might open up a few uh, options for you. Moreover, if you go to some of the antique dealers online, the more reputable ones, uh, my favorite is Josh Clark at HyperKitten, uh, HyperKitten.com, um, JimBodyTools.com. That's another good one. There's a, there's quite a few guys out there. They won't often list it on their website because maybe they don't have the match set but they might have a single number six. Um, it's worth sending an email to any of these guys and saying, first of all, check their online store. Don't just send them an email. Make sure you check the online store first. Um, but then send them an email and say, look, I'm really just looking for, if you have a match set, great. If not, a num- you know, a single number six round. Um, you might be surprised how you would come through. The other solution I would say is look at the large, um, certainly seek out your like local patina auction or your um, Midwestern tool collector. He says he's in Oklahoma. So the Midwestern uh, Tool Collectors Association, reach out to those organizations themselves and say like, who do you know any other dealers? Because those big shows like the Brown Tool Show and Auction, the Patina Show and Auction, there are hundreds of vendors that show up to these things. And it might just be worthwhile getting like a, a list of a couple of these guys and reaching out via email rather than going to the antique stores. If you've exhausted the antique stores, these planes are out there. They're out there by the, the boatload. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right person to talk to. 
The other solution, and this could be a little bit frustrating with the whole supply chain thing right now, but there are cheaper makers of, of like Taiwanese hollows and rounds, Chinese made hollows and rounds. I know Lee Valley has carried a set of hollows and round planes that are actually set up to, to cut on the pole stroke. Um, and they label that as Japanese hollows and rounds. I, I personally have not used them. I know no fewer than like 20 woodworkers in, in the hand tool school who have bought them and reported back and they work just fine. Are they going to be as great as a Matt Bickford or something like that? No, obviously not. I mean, you get what you pay for. But to get started, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's like typical something you would find in Lee Valley. It's not like, you know, super, super expensive, you know, not Veritas. We're talking Lee Valley here. <laughs> the difference in the brand. You know, I want to say it was like 30 bucks for like a pair of these. Then you're out 30 bucks. Um, you just might have trouble right now with Lee Valley when it comes to having stuff and stock. But Woodcraft, you might get lucky. If you look up like Taiwanese hollows and rounds, you might actually be able to find something. Um, and that way you can at least get started without a massive outlay of cash and you can figure out kind of what's important. But honestly, I think look you know looking up the the organizers behind the brown tool shows the organizers behind the patina shows the midwest tool collectors association those guys they've got a, a dealer list i guarantee you they can put you in touch with somebody who could probably help you out cool that is all that I is am done. That, that's good that's a lot <laughs> that, was, that was a lot <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a lot <laughs> all right matt give uh, us a lot no i'm, I'm good we're gonna give okay. you a, a quick I'm going to pull a mark and do a similar Ooh. A brief answer. Maybe we'll see. But I'm going to, I'm going to waste two minutes talking about it first. Yeah. We're going to muscle hey. for 30 hey, seconds hey. and then hey, talk. hey, 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 <laughs> we're claiming my time. <laughs> I might have said a lot, but it was condensed. It was quick. It was actually words. It was, it was, it was, it was actually. OK, fine. It was words. I will give you that. Full of nutritional. Goodness. It was a string of words. Indeed. Spoken. Hmm. Yes. All right. This is from Philip. Philip says, I am making a mid-century modern-ish style sideboard out of cherry. The sides are 15 degrees off 90. The top is longer than the bottom. The cherry I have has some really interesting grain that I like to wrap around. Therefore, a nice mitered edge is what I'd like to have. The issue I'm having is figure out the best way to connect the top and bottom. The boards are going to be three quarters of an inch thick and 16 inches wide. My initial thought was to do a hidden mitered dovetail but i'm wondering if there are if there's a better option that'll be as strong i mean there's that's a pretty good option if you want to do the uh full blind mitered dovetail you can go for it the nice thing about that joint is it doesn't matter how nicely you cut it as long as it's you know somewhat tight it doesn't matter what the inside really looks like because you're never gonna see it ever that's the yeah. beautiful thing about that uh style of joinery if you don't want to go to uh, to that extreme, uh, any kind of like loose uh, joinery is uh, is a good fit here. So you know, um, a dowels, uh, a dowels, dowels, <laughs> uh, something like maybe even like the beadlock. Uh, if you have a domino, that would be a very similar thing. You can also do like a floating tenon with a router, which might be uh, kind of interesting on a thinner piece. You probably have to pad out your your workpiece a little bit to make it a little thicker to give your router some more. Uh, surface area to rest on but some kind of floating tendon type thing or you can go full crazy and do your your mitered uh blind dovetails whatever you want to do i mean the best joint is uh we know whatever you want to do you know as Pocket always screws 
I mean, yeah, technically you could do pocket screws. Yeah, you could. Why not? Honestly, I think I would just cut the miter. I mean, he's making a sideboard. So first of all, he's completing the loop, right? He's making, he's connecting the polygon. So it's going to be a heck of a lot stronger just because the four corners are connected. But the sideboard probably is going to have internal dividers and stuff, right? I mean, the sideboard's not just one big open box. There's probably shelves, which might make vertical dividers, maybe. I mean, if there's a, if there's an interior structure there that's going to tie it and lock it together even more, why bother with the loose tenon stuff? Other than maybe it might make it easier to clamp it up. But just mm. cut the miters. Sometimes those miters are a, a damn nightmare without some kind of indexing. Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. First packing tape. Oh, packing tape does work. <laughs> sort of. At least on the boxes. At least it. Not on a 16 inch wide <laughs> panel. Cases, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, I think that does it for us. Remember that we are proudly sponsored by Rockler, family-owned since 1954. Rockler is your go-to source for high-quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com for a store near you or use the code WOODTALK online to receive free shipping on most orders over $39. And remember to head to rockloo.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win that dust right wall mount dust collector. Oh, yeah, baby. And just remember, folks, for those of you who've been with us a very long time, the code is woodtalk, not woodtalk online. That's right. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Good point. That's what I thought you said. And yeah, and, and I've been with the show for a long time. I remember when it was woodtalk online. Uh huh. Yeah. So good questions this week, folks. Thanks for sending in those questions. Keep doing that. Go to woodtalkshow.com. And fill out the form or write an email and send it to woodtalkshow at gmail.com or look us up at woodtalkshow on Instagram and you can submit your questions there. Margaret pulls them all together and then sends us an email with those questions. So you could just well, send us an email. You email us, but you have Margaret yeah. do it for you. But yeah, you, you can talk to Margaret because she's, she's, she's nice and she likes to do it. So yep. um, speaking of Margaret, she pulled together... Um, some reviews from iTunes. Oh, yeah. That happens still. <laughs> Did you know Remember, iTunes is still there? Is it even called thing. iTunes anymore, though? I don't I think don't, it is. I think it's just called podcast now. Right? Apple or Music, Apple Podcasts. Depends Apple, on where you're accessing it. Apple, Apple. It's all dumb. Know. Anyway, great so reviews, dumb. though. So, Seawood <laughs> yeah. uh, Custom says, best woodworking podcast out there. Can't even explain how much Mark Spagnolo, as well as Shannon and Matt, made me understand that much about woodworking either their own personal websites and this podcast you guys are the best keep uh keep going as long as you guys enjoy this i'm a canadian ptsd veteran mark shannon and matt you guys probably saved my life awesome work wow wow okay then don't you guys get big heads over this good lord (laughs) that was nice thank you for that uh, that. that's great this is jeerly jeerly seven sure Sure. Okay. Six out of five stars. Bonus points. All right. They wouldn't allow me to add the extra star. Listen to all the episodes. It takes a ridiculous amount of time to get through all of them. Thanks for filling our ear holes with that sweet woodworking knowledge. Um, this is just fun just because we get to have Matt read more names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is from, Great. <laughs> from Binky65. says, it makes me giggle. As typical, I search the negative reviews first just to see the trolls, but it makes me giggle when somebody says they listen just for information. 
I've been re-listening <laughs> to all the episodes just for the humor. Guess I like the locker room mentality. As a side effect, I learn a thing or two. Keep it up. The, I mean, that's our, how much that's our listener it? base right there. How much info is really in this? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <Right>? Just enough. <laughs> yeah, good we stuff. All right. Well, gauges. thank you for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Love you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.